Hello there and welcome back to the FFS podcast. I'm your host Pratty once again and welcome to the MWF series. Now for those of you who've been following us now for season 2 of the FFS podcast, you'll you'll be mo- much more aware of what this MWF series is. But for those of you who's just joined us for this particular series of this particular episode rather for the first time, uh let me give you a brief background as to what this series entails so it's basically the midweek fixture series where we kind of review match days that happen either during the week so champions league or international matches that way or the weekend matches which normally happens for most of the leagues uh, week in week out um and so we we kind of review some of the bigger games that have happened across the major leagues like bundesliga serie a premier league sometimes league on the wsl we're trying to get into isl definitely so a lot of that and it's it's a shorter podcast than our usual main mainstay uh, or the flagship series which is the ffs podcast series that goes on for an hour and it's a little more analytical this is a shorter version and a little more reactionary a little more fun uh but enough about that today's for today's episode which is episode number 14 uh, we're going to be discussing two big topics that have happened over the past few days so the first topic uh, that we're going to be covering is the Chelsea versus Manchester City game that happened uh, Sunday so that happened yesterday and then we'll move on to talking about the Leeds Foppa Twitter message that happened i think a couple of days ago uh, and so we'll it's it's re- it's going to be a really really interesting podcast uh, we've got so we've got Rahul who's who's probably who's been on the pod- podcast before and he's a Manchester City fan we've got Radha who surprisingly i think this is the third consecutive time that she's on the podcast with, i mean because two in the FFS series and now this one so she's going to be joining me and talking to about the leads uh kerfuffle if i can call it that and then we've got Shreya who supports Chelsea uh and she's part of the Chelsea Hyderabad group i think uh Yeah you are right Yeah I am I am Awesome <laughs> all right Let's start off with Chelsea versus Manchester City it happened at Stamford Bridge so hence the Chelsea versus Manchester City and not the other way around Uh so Rahul and Shreya what were your thoughts on the game as a whole Okay so I mean what I thought about last night's game boys uh, looking at the lineup I was actually very pleased to see uh, ZI starting though he just come back from an injury but uh you know the first 10 minutes the first 15 minutes at the bridge looked like you know we were we were actually getting it in we were attacking but i think uh, right after the first goal came up by gundogan i was completely stumped and then i think in another 157 seconds later came the second one by foden and that was it we i think we were just clueless right after that and 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 i think there was no connect between our midfield and our defense cuz uh, i guess kante was all over the place for me and uh, you know even the defense wasn't doing that well like uh, even silva silva came on better in the second half to me but not in the first half i i think it was a complete poor play until cho came like okay sorry uh, yeah cho as in uh, kalmatsan odoy uh, the 91st minute goal didn't help us win though but it did save us like you know the whole clean sheet thing with man city so that was how if i was really sad though 
uh, I really thought with that lineup we could make a difference at the bridge because we've been good at home uh, rather than our you know the previous few away matches that we've had uh, Everton Arsenal blah blah so yeah that's what I feel Okay yeah so um firstly pleasure to be back um for me it was actually the opposite so when I looked at the lineup I was a little bit scared because obviously a lot of our players were out with uh, either injuries or covid right we thought we'd had that advantage <laughs> and, and yeah and i really okay. thought we would have that advantage i mean i mean players out with covid were basically their own fault it was their own fault who asked them to have yeah, a party walker hosted a party <laughs> seriously yeah but i think with, uh, with the likes of you know edison and ferran torres i don't think they did much wrong uh, yeah. but uh, the fact that they were out really scared me because handing a premier league debut to someone like zack stefan uh in a big game against chelsea really it, it made me... especially after the yeah, fourth game when he handled it mm. <laughs> exactly yeah which was horrific but we we did get better after that um and also i was again a little bit nervous because whenever whenever peps played a false nine system or you know one where we don't have a striker um it's usually i think worked against us but uh, i just there's this one game i can remember when we were excellent which was at old trafford last season uh but um, luckily it worked out in our favor and i w- i mean i think i was wrong when i said luckily i think we were excellent in the first half uh the fact that all our midfielders were taking up those attacking positions whenever uh you know someone was dropping in so say if gundogan dropped in kdb went forward if kdb dropped in bernardo silva went forward and it was just so so pleasing to watch and all the goals we scored uh i think uh partially were chelsea mistakes as well but um the like the clinical nature that we've lacked all season um it it just showed in this game uh, and we took all our chances and we scored really good goals yeah i mean i think we tried a lot from the flanks but it didn't work out i mean i know it it uh, frank's tactics are questionable at the moment uh because it's not working out timo on the wings is not i mean timo on the wings is definitely not working out i think any fan could like any football fan could just see and like tell that that you know frank do do need to get your tactics right but i think let's see let's see what happens i mean timo right Next now season. doesn't work timo right now doesn't work just might as well have benched him for a while and played shiru like i don't and get i, I don't get yeah. i don't get lampard's insistence on playing werner out wide if he's not going to be playing him in the best position might as well not play him and give shiru that because like city as good as they are I mean, they can be found out especially like Raul said given their you know absences right. you put it put in a good cross here and then if you're like you said you're going to play uh, on the flanks or via the flanks you need someone right. who can head the ball you don't need like a 5 foot 2 or 5 foot I know four. the chances I mean I mean it's it's great to see that Timo keep trying and keep trying but he's not getting in the goals and it's been like a really bad drought season after he's come from uh you know leverkusen oh sorry it's leipzig. 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 leipzig yeah leipzig yeah uh, another small thing that i want to point out was actually in golo kante um now i'm not saying that it was completely his fault that you know mm-hmm. he didn't perform well um i think it was like the system as uh, she said you know we were i think the midfield battle was really in favor of man city because we were we were getting so easy 2v1s in every part of the uh, you know field which uh, made it very right. easy for us to play but uh for kante i just i don't know i've not seen angolo kante you know look this clueless you know i've never seen him uh, like that so it was yeah it's, it's it's i mean it's it's recent he's done well in the i think in the beginning of the season but then 
not sure i'm not really sure and again see uh, as frank also said we have had like we have, i think a lot of teams have had a busy month cuz we've been playing games back to back like we've had like a whole like a double game week and this and that so i think it i mean to rotate the players and also i mean okay I, i'm i'm also glad that uh, billy's made a comeback uh so him coming in for kante would you know probably be a good change but let's say like again tactical decisions are up to frank so uh, to be fair to, with kante the the sterling chance the one on one he actually put off sterling yeah. to a degree that sterling could actually not have scored that goal and i mean the the i mean the goal was eventually scored by kdb but but i mean chelsea's defense was nowhere to be seen until, and kante actually was I, i think did a brilliant job and that's his job basically right to kind of break mm-hmm. up play that at, that's what it, he was known for at leicester to sit back in front uh, in front of that back four and kind of break up play and then you know let the attackers do their job uh but yeah he has had that issue i suppose with frank especially last season i think he was playing in a very advanced role didn't really suit him uh so yeah it's kind of i mean bad. i think the best he works is as a you know as a lone deep midfield like yeah that's what i think like as and a lone he, dm he plays well someone who stays behind yeah in in front yeah. of his center backs yeah. and right. and he and we all know he can cover ground like we all oh. know how how uh, yeah, yeah he can so he can cover it, ground it, it, it's it's really sad that he's suspended for the next game cuz five yellows now yeah, but, yeah. Uh, who's yeah. the next uh, game there's another thing that i want to point uh, it's out it's against fulham not sure uh, if it's still on or postponed uh, yeah oh that's true uh there was so basically i think what really pleased me from the city performance was the fact that uh, i think uh, even in our last game last few games you know like the one against newcastle um and the frustrating draw against west brom uh, i think the team looked very like leggish you know they they looked very lethargic uh, that was not the case in this one now i don't know how much the everton game getting postponed affected this but uh, our players looked very fresh and the fact that everyone was pressing right till the final whistle uh, it really reminded me of two seasons back when you know we were we were just scintillating to watch sometimes and th- we showed glimpses of that in this game as well um and uh, we had no striker we played with the false nine we did really well um ruben diaz again excellent I-, i was so gutted when we lost the clean sheet uh, because that would have been eight straight <laughs> clean sheets for stones and diaz but uh, i guess it had to go away sometime and uh, i think yeah we, i just wish jo came on earlier to mess that up but no <laughs> we wouldn't um and um, i think gundogan has been so good the last few games um he's really really come to you know come to his own he's shown his class um and even bernardo silva in this one work rate he we all know he's a work rate machine but he really should that showed in this one um and kdb of course excellent uh, as always yeah but kdb you know i'm very surprising to see him play as a false nine because uh, i would i would have thought someone like sterling would have played that role given that he has played that role before at liverpool i remember that 2015 16 season at that point of time his finishing wasn't as great as it is right now and when i'm saying this i know that he missed a couple of really good chances and so yeah it may not not made so much of a Uh, has not progressed that much but i i thought seeing kdb as like a false nine was slightly startling all right but going into you know this match now we know that the re- what w- what the result was how do, what does this entail for both teams so city obviously people still haven't written them off despite you know few draws and a few couple of losses here and there 
haven't written them off for the title challenge yet. And from Chelsea's perspective, Lampard, you know, there are talks yeah. and rumors of him getting sacked and Tuchel coming in. So what has what does this entail now for both teams? Okay, uh, yeah, I mean, I, to be very very honest, I'm not gonna jump on the Lampard out bandwagon because that's what I mean. That's what the media wants you to do. But uh, no, not really because I think you need to give a manager some time. Uh, no matter what, I know we're getting a lot of banter about the you know the summer spendings that we did, of course. But I think with like uh, Havertz getting COVID and that apparently really affected him bad. So he's, you know, still coming out of it. And I think he is. He he actually did uh, perform a little better in this match. Uh, I mean, last night uh, compared to all the matches that he played before this. He gave the and when he's come back. Sorry? Uh, he provided the assist for the goal. Uh, for Gallagher. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he, he did, but, 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 he, but he stepped up from the previous matches. But what, what I think is, uh, to be honest, uh, I think we still need to give Chelsea a little bit of time or to still write them off. Because even without a team, I mean, like what we have right now, our squad depth and everything. Last year, we still came up to top four, which was very, which was actually commendable by Frank. And I still hope for the same that we, I mean, even if we don't win the title, to be honest, our top four would be a great achievement for me, IMO. Um. So, again, like I said, this was obviously a very big win because our record at Stamford Bridge has not always been the best. Um, I think we lost the last, we lost there the last two seasons, uh, uh, but we did win this time. And uh, as, as Pradi said, you know, we haven't completely been written off. I think now people have, people have started to talk about how uh, City could be like that third, you know, silent title contender behind United and Liverpool. Um, and it's it's interesting because we of, we have a game in hand. If we do win that, we go just a point off uh, the top two, uh, which is uh, great to see because we didn't really start the season well. Um, in terms of performances, I just hope we don't drop this uh, rhythm now because I think we we won our last four games and we've been keeping clean sheets. Of obviously not in this one, but we've been do good defensively as well. So I just hope we can keep this form up and not look like the tired city side that we you know, were in the last few weeks. Okay, awesome. Uh, but yeah, I, I kind of, I, I'm glad that I mean, you're not Lampard out because for me, Lampard's still one of those enigma, enigmatic managers that I can't, still can't right. figure out. Uh, because because like Arteta and Ole, every time I think that they're done, they come out and then completely... I think everyone who's at the, the I mean, whoever's at the wheel just like gets back in at the next game. So I'm hoping yeah, exactly. the Fulham match happens and then, you know, we get to I just saw I just saw a tweet, a nice tweet, which was a picture of Arsenal handing over the yeah. baton to Chelsea yeah. saying, okay, it's now it's your now turn. <laughs> yeah, the memes are yeah. real. I've been laughing at them to just to feel better because I, I did actually cry <laughs> yesterday after okay. watching the result. It was pretty bad. I, mean, I Actually, after the 3-0, I thought it could have been much, much worse because it was attacking. Yeah, it could have. Because I think KDB tried a lot and then it, like, it, it was hitting the yeah. post. So I was like, thank God, uh, I can't face I can't face more humiliation at the bridge. I think so, Mendy also made an excellent save from that Rodri header. Um, that could have been four, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, Mendy had a great save in between. Right, you're right. It was it was it was a very good uh, goal, which was gonna happen, but it didn't. Yeah. Anyway, so I guess we should call it a time for Man City and Chelsea for now. Uh, so, thanks Rahul and Shreya for providing your thoughts on this particular game. 
Uh, and we we'll now now we're going to shift focus to our second topic at hand, and uh, that is going to be the Leeds United four part Twitter post uh, that that happened, I think, a couple of days ago. And so I'm going to ask Radha to kind of set the scene here because, uh, and I know she knows best, and she's been following this quite uh, religiously. So Radha, why don't you tell us about you know why also. I should say that this was sort of came about because of your insistence that we kind of should uh, cover it. So why do you think we're discussing about this? Yeah, so um, I woke up, I think on Saturday morning it was, and I opened Twitter and like it had just blown up. All my sort of followers were retweeting the same tweet and I was wondering what's happening. And I go to Leeds United's uh, Twitter handle and they have this little 18 second soundbite of uh, a pundit, um, her name is Karen Carney, and I think it was, um, I mean, and there's like a little retort type of tweet where they've, you know, put in her words and quotes and then kind of said, kind of retorted or kind of um, countered whatever she said. And um, at first I didn't understand what was going on because I didn't watch the games that happened before or what match she was talking about. And um, I very quickly kind of realized that um, this was sort of a tweet uh, where Leeds was defending their own club and their own franchise, which is totally fine. And they were sort of countering what she had said. And she had said uh, something along the lines of they had been promoted because of the COVID break and they had been the team had been provided with some respite because otherwise they play really, you know, attacking football where they keep chasing the ball, they keep running after players. And um, frankly, I don't watch men's football too much. So I didn't understand if her opinion was correct, if it was incorrect, if it was wrong, right? But at the end of the day, it was an opinion. And I was a bit confused on why sort of a, a professional account was doing something like this. So I think that was just the scene to what I kind of woke up to. Right. And from what I've understood is that Leeds is normally one of those clubs that have been known to promote and encourage women in sports and especially women in football. So I suppose it came as to, came as a shock, I suppose, to a lot of people that uh, such an account would uh, post something like that, but we, I think it, it is important that we discuss, you know, the the facts that have that have taken place, and as well as where we think the fault may lie, in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll start off with the tweet itself. So, or rather, the opinion voiced by Karen Carney, uh, and mm-hmm. so she, like you rightly said, she did mention that last season. Leeds did a. I mean, Leeds. Leeds was one of the story uh, stories of the season last season, right? See, I think I'm seeing saying yeah. season too many times here, but uh, so last so much so that even Bielsa was nominated for the top three award uh, manager award, right? Uh, he was in the top three coaches of the year award uh, by FIFA, if I'm not mistaken. And so it was. It was kind of a fairy tale story with a fairy tale ending. Leeds finally back to the Premier League after having narrow misses few seasons ago and yes and uh she did yes say that covid did play a part part in enabling them to achieve this goal and uh, also talking about the intensity with which they play and i think rahul and uh maybe even shreya if you guys have watched leeds you'll kind of advocate for this that they do play with high intensity for 90 minutes no always yeah, yeah definitely you. yeah, yeah when, definitely 
even when they're losing they they were losing 5-0 or whatever to manchester united yeah. they were pressing in the 90th minute which is insane for a team that for for a team playing in the premier league in such conditions where you know you have matches in the weekend weekday you know two days later so i do understand that uh i i can also um but i was just saying that that's exactly what karen carney also said um the fact that leeds plays with such intense intensity and you know pressing and they keep running all over the pitch uh, she said that it might not be a sustainable tactic in the long run and that's what people said in the championship as well right they did come through to the premier league but i mean the premier league is a whole different thing and uh, yes yeah exactly i mean imagine the fatigue for players and right. you know and i mean the championship is, is a it's a longer season than the premier league uh, you have more matches to play as well as i think yeah in the premier league i think it's a little more intense because of the the quality is that much higher and so i i get that so i i i so rather that's that's what i'm guessing she's she was uh, acknowledging or talking about or referring to rather in her video but then of course leeds puts out a post which says that uh you know you're by saying that you know covid was one of the main reasons that they got promoted you're kind of negating the fact that leeds were actually at a much big, i wouldn't say it was slightly akin to what liverpool were last season that they had a huge margin before covid took uh, took place you know it needed mm. a huge fall in form for them to actually be kicked out of the promotion and then go into playoffs and so they didn't bottle it so i think that's what they had posted and according to you that's fine yeah i mean i think uh, if you so you know the question again why is this tweet blowing up right it's not blowing up at least in my opinion i think it's blowing up because uh, not because it's sexist as in they have called out male pundits in the past they must have they're saying now that we're calling out her that's fine um, you're calling out someone for their opinion you are also having an opinion by doing that i think the problem lies in where they've sort of created a space where they've invited a pylon right and the, it's just a fact that posts or content that celebrates women in sports also gets hate under it so imagine what a post like this can actually do where you're targeting abuse and just hatred towards one person and i think that post was not sexist but the comments that came under it were and the fact that leads um i you know according to me one out of two things would have happened the admin didn't foresee that this is the kind of hate she would have got in which mm-hmm. case they should have done something about it after having seen all the hate and which they didn't do so that kind of leaves a sour taste in your mouth or the second thing is the admin or the management the communications team knew exactly what they were doing and they chose to do it and which leaves a worse taste in your mouth so i don't really know it doesn't come down to the opinion it doesn't come down to her gender or anything it just comes down to the fact that they've created the space they've acknowledged the space and they aren't willing to kind of do anything about it uh, just adding on to what radha said um, i think i was having this conversation with her um and uh, another thing that i would like to point out with this tweet was the fact that you know um leeds or just you know any other premier league team for that reason have never ever written something like this for a male pundit which which you know uh, say if it were a roy keen or someone you know if if say karen carney gave her opinion even roy keen gives you know aggressive opinions and he 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 even swears on live tv but there's no club or any twitter admin who's you know you know reposted or something about roy keen saying something about their club but doing this for karen carney and in her case really made it you know um 
kind of sexist i would say, I, I, won't, i won't say completely sexist but yeah it it didn't uh, like as i said it left a sour taste uh, in everyone's mouth because they did it for one person not, and not anyone you're right in one thing which is i okay at least personally i have never seen an official twitter handle you know come out with a cheeky post like this against a a proper pundit or a you know a well known pundit right they've never come out really and said it of course they might be thinking and of course pundits make ridiculous statements always like true talk, <laughs> i second that yeah i mean talksport is one such for i can't say it's a space or it's a channel that fosters ridiculous comments by people and they get the hate that they deserve because they're getting paid for making ridiculous comments which have no sort of basis uh, for it here i i can agree with i can understand why leads may feel slightly aggrieved that they've done so well and someone somebody's taking it away but i've never ever seen a an official admin or an official twitter handle come out and actually tweet this we've had managers come out and say things against pundits klopp has said that against keen we've had uh, you know lot of lot of managers i i jose mourinho for one i mean shreya will know jose mourinho has been very very vocal against pundits gary neville himself like that um right yeah yeah he has yeah i think you're absolutely right when you say that you've never seen a professional twitter handle or an account do this because you would expect that you know their motive is to further the game in whatever aspect now obviously you can disagree with a comment made against you that's how debate is formed but it's just it's it's really strange to me to just see the way they've accepted all the abuse coming under it they say they they claim that they've contacted her yet they've kept the tweet up like it's it just i it boggles my mind it's just a mind fuck where i can't understand why <laughs> yeah exactly as radha said like you know there are ways to disagree with opinions uh knowing the fan following that you have and knowing that a lot of maybe kids uh follow your twitter accounts or like you know read about you and what example do you set for them yeah and also i i mean i i to be fair like okay you have twitter handles like the bile leverkusen and all who make cheeky remarks to people like us making you know snide remarks about their clubs and all of that that's all i i suppose fine but it's it's the high profile people i guess when they when you comment against or yeah comment on something been said by someone high profile that's when you know everyone takes notice uh but, but i think leverkusen has been crossed lines on twitter i mean even i find the tweets entertaining and right funny yeah. and, you know uh, even posted one yesterday right after the chelsea game where uh, i think there was this... i actually did not open twitter <laughs> <laughs> but uh, where there was this girl who said thank you ruben or something and then there was a photo of ruben dia oh right right i saw city post i saw city uh, someone someone did post that in our that's all right but what beats did was just out of bounds I mean, we've seen it even in isl club sometimes they take a dig at another club but again yeah yeah I, that happens in isl i've seen that too yeah but again we're not com- we're not commenting on the the content of the post basically right the content of the post is again a cheeky remark saying that you know hello we were actually 10 points you know try and get your facts straight the you know we really didn't need covid but the fact so rather so you mentioned that the post again we're reiterating that the post isn't really a problem here but the fact that they've opened up the comments for and opened up a space for abuse that's the case so what should the leads have done here according to you should they have not posted it at all or 
you know, post it, but then, you know, turn off. I don't know if you can disable comment section on a, on a Twitter post or something like that, but uh, what according to you should have been done? Yeah, Pratham, that's, I think that's a great question because often think about that, you know, it's bothering me like, uh, it's fair, you know, if something, someone said something that I thought was inaccurate about me, I would tell them and I would maybe retort back. But then when I see hate and I see abuse and see, um, they've claimed that they have contacted her and, you know, spoken to her about the abuse which means that they realize that there's something massively wrong, but they've chosen to keep it up and they've claimed like full support on the, on the post and everything that's going on under it. I think firstly, I think if you put out some content and the entire space is your responsibility and the owner of Leeds also came out and said, that I back the tweet, which is fine. You back what's being said in the tweet. You have to back the space that you have created. That becomes your responsibility too. So like you rightly mentioned, you know, disabling, Comments sometimes is for the best because you even see BBC Sport, for example, on Twitter, on Instagram, when they put posts celebrating women in sports, breaking records or just, you know, doing like crazy things that people say, go back to the kitchen or my clothes have to be ironed or just like absolutely like sexist, misogynist things like that. And disabling comments is for the greater good because you don't create a space where trolls can thrive, where sexists can thrive. So why that post was maybe um, not intended to be what what sort of resulted. I think the fact that they've kept it up, the fact that they've not even acknowledged that this vile abuse is not right. They haven't said anything about that. And I think that's just really shameful. I personally, if that would happen to some under a tweet that I would have tweeted out, I would have either taken down the tweet or if I think that my response is worth being up there, I'd, I would have disabled the comments. If that's not possible, I would have put out a statement saying that I do not support anything that's going on under my tweet. and. Karen, um, it was just a professional opinion against your opinion. You know, you just have to be a little professional about it because you have a lot of eyes on you. And it just, um, you know, like I mentioned, it's just, it boggles my mind because either the Twitter admin knew what they were doing or they they didn't realize it. And then they saw what was happening and they chose to let it continue. Which is the most shocking part also, right? Because um, Karen Carney actually deleted her Twitter account. And even after that, there was nothing from the Legion United page. And uh, I mean, it'll look now like the admin wanted to do it on purpose even if they didn't right it's it just shows very badly on them and yeah, as other- yeah uh they have though now deleted i but it's again it talk, it's a bit too late for all of that but no problem I, they haven't deleted it they, they haven't, haven't. I, they have because on my leads united they i can't haven't? find the post i can't find oh, it's, the post, it's right but. it's open right in front of me it's very much alive and thriving with trolls and when when was comments. this though when was this yeah, I think it was two, three days, two ago. days ago. Yeah, very recent. Yeah, oh, so apparently, it's like mentioned on The Guardian that, you know, the tweet is expected to remain on the Leeds account because by delete- deleting it, it may provoke a second tide of abuse to Karen. Yeah, no, now, oh, there it is. Okay. I think it's too late. Yeah, yeah 30, 30th December. Okay, it's actually a few, few days ago. Okay, no, so it is there. So, my bad. Uh, but I, I also... Okay, while while disabling the comments does work and kind of does help them somewhat, I also feel that because it's Twitter, you can always retweet the the whole thing, and then you know it becomes anyway a viral viral thing where people will still comment on it. So giving them a platform, I think the safest thing would have been not to not to do that. Uh, yeah, if, if if they had an issue with something like that, I don't know. I know, I know. Bielsa doesn't speak much English and he probably wouldn't be bothered about it. It would come to a press conference and say something like that. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it was meant to be a tongue-in-cheek humor humor thing, but 
completely backfired because of who it, it it's more of who rather than what was posted and right. uh, and yeah. you can't and you can't even say that leads are not held responsible for the comments put below to an extent fine i mean people have to take responsibility for their own action and you know people writing down that that themselves have to look look at they have to look at themselves hard in the mirror no look at them take a long hard look in the mirror yeah looking at hard in the mirror just sounds completely wrong let's don't do that please people don't do that if i can provide- quickly add pradeep uh, i can quickly add yeah. to what you said um I, you know there was there was this thing where alex scott who's another very well known yeah. former player turned pundit she was actually trending on twitter after this this whole thing started and it shows that when you call out um, a female pundit not not that there, there's anything wrong with it but you immediately questioning like what happens is every woman in sport gets questioned suddenly alex yeah. scott is not good enough but if you had called out a uh, gary neville or whoever else was there it's going to be just about him and his opinion and maybe you know he'll correct it and he'll move on or he'll debate back and and he'll move on but the fact that the entire sort of gender in sport is being questioned is is sort of the bigger problem and the fact that they're letting that thrive and that mentality thrive is uh, what really you know piss people off really yeah i i i, I didn't know about the alex scott thing because i knew alex scott got like her issues when she was uh she became one of the pundits on match of the day and it's a huge mm-hmm. program in the uk right and right. and at that point of time it was more again about women and she's a black woman as well so that became double whammy for her um and so yeah it, it it is surprising and i don't know see deleting the post you might say might come might bring about a second wave but also it shows that you actually care about it so even if you were to delete the post you get the hate that you actually deserve which you should take it i i mean for a club of that stature take it and then be you know humble in and say that you regretted it by put leaving it out there and saying that oh if we delete it now there'll be a second wave and it's anyway gone viral why should we now delete it kind of yeah. uh, Yeah, it shows your intentions very clearly, and if they didn't intend to do that, and once they've realized they still kept it up, then that becomes yeah. an intention in itself. Yeah, this kind of doesn't show that they've done it by accident because normally people who do things by accident, like post it, yeah, will delete like that. They would delete it, right? Exactly. They wouldn't exactly. leave it out there for everyone else to keep posting, and people have yeah, no other exactly. work but to keep commenting on it. So people will comment with their one million Twitter profiles that they all have uh, created. So uh yeah I mean it it's baffling it's crazy I can't uh I, I yeah I at first I wasn't sure as to what the issue was but then I kind of when you read the comment section as you would normally do on Twitter that's when you kind of understand where the yeah. issues lie uh but yeah I guess I mean uh, we can only hope that there's some sort of rebe- uh, reprieve i know rahul mentioned that karen karni had dele- deleted a twitter post which is never a good thing even if you're a sports person or anyone you know you don't want to be bullied into closing your twitter account so it, yeah just hope some action is taken uh, i know the fa is spineless to do that so i don't know who exactly will will take that action but yeah just someone or the other needs to step up and do something about yeah, that. Let's hope that it doesn't happen. I mean, I I, I kind of hope that other teams don't look at this and you know try to do yeah. similar things later on because this is just setting a bad example. I mean, Leeds is still a part of the Premier League now. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and I mean, the Premier League anyways notorious for having 
stupidity written all over it you don't want to have this also add to that plus right. if other clubs see that there no punishment taken uh you know regarding this then god forbid with when they start doing the same yeah, but i mean it's just setting football like 20 years back i mean where women don't can't even be looked at as equals i think it's uh, it's a bit uh, it's a bit disappointing honestly and and honestly you know i i really it sucks that now the players and the management is getting hate because it's not the players fault i mean they had no part in this yeah. i guess they could have spoken out you know if they thought that it was wrong but i i don't want the team to do badly you know like i don't know anything about the team and my my mind is telling me like you know leads like no 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 not at all but like i mean the players are still putting in their work you know and i think um, just a shout out to them i mean i don't watch that i don't watch any of their matches but like keep going and i think I'm, it's just I, it's unfortunate i don't think it's their business though. i mean unless someone really asks i i can't really see them go out they've got a tight schedule anyway they've got other things on their minds right now so fine maybe a couple of them are actually have that thought that oh shit this is happening let's go but you can't to blame bl bl sapur guy hardly even knows english for him to really think that he's part of this would be insane exactly uh, exactly and i think the team is the face of the club and that's why they might get some hate but like no hate to them yeah. i think is um, we know who's responsible for it and it's not them i'm not wrong i think uh, in one of the press conferences i think before um their last game or the one before that i think uh, uh, liam cooper who's captain of leeds united or i think luke ailing one of them um no the, no liam cooper yeah yeah i was uh, was asked about this thing right they were they were quite, like they weren't like they directly asked about it but you know yeah. it was brought up in a conversation um and i don't think uh, any of them replied to it very you know frantically because um i think liam cooper mentioned that he respected the whatever she said obviously because it is an yeah. opinion of all right and uh, you don't want to uh, jump on to the all the hate train or whatever that is going around but he the, the players actually didn't mention anything about this so it just shows that like pradeep said maybe they didn't really know about the whole situation but they were still getting hate because of it uh, which again is not good yeah right. i'm at twi- twitter handling their admin handling it i truly don't see how much of an influence like sure times they posted on twitter or something like that but again i i don't know how much they'd really be involved or they'd care so much yeah uh, fair enough fair enough but but yeah like i said it it this is more on the admin and whoever's i get <laughs> I guess he's posted that. Hopefully, he gets his comeuppance. But uh, yeah, until that, until such a time, I guess we'll have to live with the fact that such a thing has happened. Uh, and yeah, I mean, and I'm sure there are other like you know, BT Sport and all have come out and actually you know voiced their opinion and you know said that this because again, part it's their own uh, peers and everything. So they've come out and really voiced their opinions against what Leeds have done, which is great because you need high-profile shows to kind of do that. Yeah, and uh, I think to be honest, I just want to say that uh, uh, disagreements or agreements aren't gender specific at all. Exactly, and the fact yeah. that this became one is really the issue. So we shouldn't yeah, let that slide. Exactly. Uh, all right. So thanks, Radha, for discussing this entire Leeds situation and Leeds drama with us uh, today for this podcast. It was a pleasure talking to you and Rahul and Shreya for also you know giving your thoughts on this entire matter, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to host you all in the near future, whether it be for such podcast reviewing matches or discussing these key topics, or even you know 
talking about your clubs in particular for a longer one hour podcast uh, a little more analytical in the in views and all of that so thanks radha rahul shreya for coming on to this podcast and taking your time out for being here and yeah can't wait thanks it was great being here thank you it was awesome. amazing meeting you guys yeah i enjoyed this too thanks a lot no problem and uh yeah if you since you're here you might want to go and check out radha's women sports women in sports focused podcast god that was i almost screwed it up there also but yeah uh so i mean it's is it a podcast it's a channel at least like i, I don't know if yeah. it's necessarily a podcast but it's a channel you go check it out if you want to learn more about women in sports you should probably go and head it head out there after listening to this though after listening to this okay don't don't leave us halfway and then push off there um, <laughs> yeah it's called she talks ball and yeah i'll be really cool if you could check it out we just cover women in sports and try to increase coverage and content about it awesome yeah definitely so uh yeah i guess that's about it for episode number 14 of this mws series episode um or mws series rather uh i'm your host pradi once again i'll catch you all next wednesday but until that time you know why don't you head over to instagram or twitter you can follow us there you can let us know if you want to be a part of the podcast as well and if you just kind of want to be an audience for now you can listen to our podcast on seven different podcast platforms like anchor spotify google podcast apple podcast amazon music which i've told is not exactly now reached india which uh, i should probably keep mention out there in my post uh, but yeah pandora whichever podcast platforms are available wherever you're located uh, yeah you can catch us all the all over there and uh, yeah i guess that's about it so until next time you take care and stay safe see you